Welcome back. It's episode 19. Damn. 19 weeks. 18 weeks, but 19 episodes. 19 episodes. It's a lot. It's a lot. I'm Colton Robertson. I'm joined by uh, my boy, Tavares Pennington. We've got a we've got a guest with us today. Hello. What's your name? Uh, Kenton. Hi, Kenton. This is, uh, we're at William Jewell. We're actually in a recording studio for the first time ever. In, uh, oh, shit. In our, Upgrading on y'all bitches. Yeah, for like a week. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We'll be back in here, of course. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, what you been up to? You know, school. A lot school? of school. I got fucking sick the other day. Like, I don't know. I've been easing into a sickness, and it's mm-hmm. like, it was, it was fucking me up. Yeah. I got these super strong pain pills, though, from uh, this lady at my job. Oh. Did the trick. Talk about that later. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah. uh, I've, been, uh, I've been working, too. been working. What about you, Kenton? What you been up to? Yeah, school. School. Yeah. A lot of school. I'm I'm not going to school at the moment, so yeah. I don't I don't yeah. relate. I don't relate here. Yeah, but uh, gap semester guy. Yeah, year year gap year gap year gap year. But uh, I've been uh working on some television, mm-hmm. working on work, working on work. Uh, Stack up. I've been watching the league. Pretty classic. Yeah, I, I remember. It's a, it's a cult classic. That was a huge thing in high school. I remember. Oh yeah, I l- love that show. And it's one that's just easy to have on in the background. Yeah, you know. Funniest shit. One of the funnier shows I've ever watched. Yeah. For sure. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Still working my way through Mr. Robot. Yep. It, you know it's getting deal. crazy. It's getting it is. Crazy. It's getting it's getting crazy. And we'll have a we'll have some more to talk about. We will. That's what we're gonna do again. Because last week's conversation was so fucking good that we decided let's fucking do it again. Yeah, we, and and this time, you know, we got we got a real consultant. We got Mr. Philosophy Major over here. Oh yes, <laughs> I don't know about that. Oh, uh, excuse me, Mr. Oxbridge Philosophy Major. <laughs> That's the honors program here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, you guys want to roll the tape? Ah, uh-huh. ah, uh-huh. no. Yo, yo, hold on. Listen to this shit first. Alright, roll the tape. You have now entered the Penny Bloom Podcast. Hosted by none other than Colton Robinson and Tavares Pennington. I hope you are prepared for a show. Unlike any that you've ever seen before. What you heard before that uh, little nice intro that I did, sick as fuck. Sick as fuck. Sick as fuck. Super sick. <laughs> Fucking sick. <laughs> uh, was Ghostface Killer on his new album, Ghostface Killers. Ghostface Killers. <laughs> that was a very inventive name, by the way. Oh, I mean, genius. Yeah. How did he come up with it? I don't know. It's like How? you just added an S. I can't. <laughs> How? <laughs> How does Who? he do it? <laughs> <laughs> Who would do such a thing? You know? But uh, it's uh, it's fucking good. Am I right? No, I think I'm fucking right. That shit's some boom bap from heaven, like. Oh my gosh, he uh, he re- he released this album a few months after an album he released with a group called Zarface. Have you listened mm. to that? Zarface meets Ghostface. That shit's hard too. It's more oh, uh, it it is boom bap, but it's very reminiscent of like uh. I don't know. I don't want to say reminiscent. It's 
it's like almost video gamey. It's weird. I don't who's, know how to who's explain Zarface? it. Like, Zarface is uh, Inspector Deck and uh, a couple of other dudes. Oh, okay, okay. So it's a, it's another member of the Wu-Tang Clan okay. and then just other guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that album is really fucking good, and I've wanted to talk about it for a while, but I've just kept forgetting to. Uh-huh. Okay. But uh, yeah, Ghostface Kill has been on a roll lately. And yeah, yeah. Really, no better time to release this. Honestly, he kind of came back. I, I I totally forgot about him until that um, neighborhood mixtape oh, came out. So good. That had the Ghostface verse on it. Beat take one. Yes. Oh my god. So I, beautiful. that whole hip hop EP like was oh that was a bonkers. Sound. Even the one like just straight like neighborhood alt song that they had on their mm-hmm. uh, Paradise. That shit slaps that too. That shit was good. Like that was just a through and through EP. Yeah, he's got a on this new one. He's got a couple of features from Sun God. Which is his his son? His it's son? his actual son, which mm. I thought was pretty cool. How did he come up with that name? I don't know. Yeah, it's a it's it's spelt like the star in the sky, sun, S U N God. Yeah, I wonder if there's something between sun and sun. I don't know. Maybe, maybe uh, maybe that's his birth name. That would be. And Ghostface was just like, key. you know what, God, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like you're gonna be a god, like. <laughs> He was just like, fuck it. I'll be on my cocky shit for this one. Low-key, though, like... Ghostface kill his son. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's got to have a badass name. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) Like, son would be a dope-ass name. I don't know, though. Ghostface kill his real name is Dennis. (laughs) (laughs) Dennis. (laughs) (laughs) It's, I mean, it's a good name. By the way, if you haven't been watching the um, Wu-Tang Clan American special... I have to think that's why he chose to release this album when he did. Yeah. No, for a sure. few weeks into the it uh, makes sense like people oh it's perfect yeah, yeah. and I love that Wu-Tang like they have been consistently releasing music like, oh yeah like their, their solo careers are every bit their solo I mean they're not as notorious huge, but, but they're they, they big. just put out like a Wu-Tang clan album not mm-hmm. too long ago no, yeah like, just a few the last years, two ago. years ago yeah and the uh, I mean they're all doing pretty good yeah. Method Man is obviously yeah, I think no. he's probably the most oh, yeah. successful like so Which is well. weird to me because I feel like Method I never Man, thought he was the best. I never thought he was the best. I didn't all. either. But I, I feel like the other ones didn't really want that sort of like Ghostface oh, Killer, especially as a very like. He seems really like I. I don't know. I just yeah. like rapping. Yeah, exactly. So. I remember I, I, I saw him on Couples Therapy, this reality TV show oh, that shit. my mom was watching. Yeah, that shit was crazy. And it was like he would just wear like a hat around everywhere. Like he just like didn't talk to many people. Like, yeah, he's real. Yeah, Method Kills Man's like himself. a whole ass movie star. Like he, he, yo, uh, he gets a bunch of roles in movies. That fucking, uh, he put out a classic with, um, shit. What is it? Red Man? No, 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 no. Method Man, Method Man and uh, Red Man. Yeah. What what movie was that? I can't remember the name of it right now. But they made a sequel to it that wasn't even really a sequel, and it was really fucking stupid. Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. That. I can't. I, why can't? How high? Yeah, how high? That's what. Yeah, it was, okay. How high? That shit. That, classic stoner the first, comedy. The first movie is a classic. Yeah, that's a classic, classic stoner, stoner comedy. comedy. Definitely, a, that's a segment we'll have to do. That is, yeah. I remember the best stoner comedies. You can't find it anywhere, though. Oh, uh, you cannot. I know. Uh, I've tried. Yeah, I've tried too. I, I think I watched it once, like not like with, like maybe a year ago or so. I had to like legally stream it. Ah, uh, that's annoying. Legally. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. Fuck the we law. We should probably censor that. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But yeah, this Ghostface album was really fucking good, and I strongly recommend you listen to it. What other uh, new music do we have this week? Or not just this week, but recently, within the last uh, well, three Well, there's the weeks. Hobo Johnson and JPEG Mafia albums. Ooh. Yeah. I listened to Hobo Johnson yesterday. Mm. That, that shit, I mean, if you're into Hobo Johnson, you'll yeah. like it. Yeah. 
But if that's not for you, then definitely don't listen. I, I'm real, <laughs> like, I can't really decide where I'm at with Hobo Johnson. And I get that. There are certain songs where I'm like, uh, this just isn't it. Yeah. Like, this, this isn't good. It's just super... Have you have you listened to Hobo Johnson? I just want to die. He does like this I talk like, and then I talk word. and then I cry and then I die. I mean, I don't know <laughs> yeah. why. I'm like... <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, it's like that. Uh, it's like it's like this real like offbeat spoken word shit that's just like... You really and have some to. Some songs, it's really, it's interesting and good. And yeah, some songs, exactly. Other places, it it's just sounds not like, good. It just sounds like he's crying on the microphone. Like I'm just like, oh my god. But almost top to bottom, I really appreciated this album. Okay. There were only a few songs where I was kind of like, okay, like this can just go yeah. ahead and end. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, there's JPEG Mafia. I haven't gotten a chance to. Listen I, to I've that. listened to I Am a Thought. Uh, what is it? Is that? Yeah. Yeah. That shit was good. Yeah. Uh, I, you, I need to check it out for sure. Kidding. Yeah. How was it? Uh, it's it's pretty good. I mean, it's it, uh, JPEG Mafia. I think further developing the sound that he's uh, established. Yeah, that he established in his last album, but mm -hmm. he definitely takes it new directions too. Um, I mean, there's more experimental sounds within the instrumentals. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. If 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 you like that weird shit, then I think you'll like it. But uh, yeah, and I mean. That's that's what you gotta like about JPEG. Like that's about the it. point of JPEG Mafia. About yeah, like and he's yeah. like he's like you can fuck with my music or you cannot. I'm gonna keep making it anyway. I think the only problem that I can ever have with this music is how he screams. Like, yeah, I, I have a tough time with anybody yeah. screaming, and those yeah. are the songs on the Hobo Johnson album that I don't yeah. like. He, yeah, he like yells, and yeah. I'm like, oh, this is yeah. a little bit too much. Yeah, yeah, the uh, I definitely feel that. But yeah, ultimately, that's the point of music in my opinion mm -hmm. if you're an artist is trying to progress and further the sound that you've established and if jpeg mafia did that with his mm -hmm. most recent album then yeah. you got to think it's pretty fucking good and, mm -hmm. and also to i, th I think uh, yeah establish a sound for yourself too oh and yeah for sure explore sonically mm -hmm. what relates to you yeah exactly like you, you got to find what you like yeah because if you're just making music to appeal to the masses and you don't fucking like it what's the point of doing it exactly you know yeah. so yeah. if he's fucking with the shit he's doing he's gonna keep doing the shit he's, he's doing keep doing the shit he's doing that's fucking that's that's the best that's, that's the that best is, shit about it that is the best isn't it we um, also oh what's up what's up keep going well and uh i, I think that uh another example of somebody possibly doing that is uh, Lana Del Rey. I was gonna say the yeah. exact same thing. Uh -huh. All right, yeah, Norman fucking Rockwell. I love like as soon as I oh saw the God. title on the cover art, I was like, yes. Like, I was like, Lana Del Rey's a goddess. She 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 fucking knows how to nail an aesthetic. Like oh. I don't know what it is. I've never seen anyone do it so well. Did you know she invented sex? This is true. Are you for real? I, this that is a fact. Damn. She I invented sex. I believe it. I mean, why wouldn't you? Yeah. It's Lana Del fucking Ray. Lana Del fucking Ray. It's the Catalina fucking wine mixer. <laughs> <laughs> this was a good album. No, I so like great. When album. it first Not came good. out, I, as soon as I like Lana Del Rey is one of those people who like I love to listen to when I'm studying mm -hmm. type shit. Yeah, but it's like I can't really like I have like a playlist of music that I listen to when I study, but it's like none of that shit's really like Lana Del Rey. It's just Lana Del Rey. Yeah. it's like I just fuck with that sound, God. and so I listened to this like as like the day it came out, and I was just like, yeah, she's got another one. Yeah, like I don't I don't add Lana Del Rey to playlists. Because if mm -hmm. I'm listening to Lana Del Rey, you just I want to listen to Lana Del Rey. Yo. Nothing else. <laughs> when I first discovered her, I was I just like was on Lana Del Rey for two days, two days straight. Like, oh my god! Two days straight. Two days straight. Yeah. 
Dude, that's so many rays. That's hella rays. Yeah, I mean, there's just people like that too. That I think you just gotta listen to them as an album or as an artist. Yeah, so absolutely. Exactly. There are some uh, a certain example of that. Obviously, not at all the same kind of music, but like you have to really focus on their music if you're gonna listen to it. For me, is Eminem. Oh yeah. If I'm listening to Eminem, I love Kamikaze. Really? Yeah. You it, love Kamikaze? Yeah. You know what? I loved. <laughs> when it yeah. came out, when it came out, I listened to that shit, bumped it in yes. my room, and I was like, "Holy I was shit, like, Yo, this is like, hard." He came back, and then and then it was just like a few weeks later, I was like, "Okay, yeah." <laughs> I don't really listen to it much anymore. I don't either, but like I remember when that I shit love, dropped, yeah. I was like, "Yo, this was is like, good." Okay. But it, honestly, I feel like it was just because it was juxtaposed with uh, what was that album that shit that he put out? Oh, uh, the, the uh, re. Re, re, uh, rebirth or uh, I don't know so one of, reborn or some shit that was really holy bad fuck with uh, with Ed Sheeran on a feature <laughs> they're a more hateable song than Eminem featuring Ed Sheeran I don't I don't think so like you don't even have to listen they you can just that. go no yeah <laughs> they did that that's that's what they did I don't I don't know why they did it but they did that and honestly when I listen to it it's not that bad of a song. I just like hating them. I, I, <laughs> but there are songs that are just so bad on that album that you have to hate the other songs. Oh yeah, like that album, I, I can't. Like understand. I've never felt like Eminem, like I, Eminem was more of a trailer park dude than I did listening to. Oh God, I know. <laughs> like when I, I tried to defend it at first. I'm the same way with every like every album yeah. by a big artist. I'm like, it's like you know they're expressing their artistic <laughs> ability. Like that's what they wanted to do. Yeah. If they accomplished what they wanted, it's okay. Yeah. It's just I don't want to listen to it. <laughs> that's that's fair. That's usually how I. That's the conclusion I usually come to. Like mm -hmm. with Chance the Rapper's "The Big Day." <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Can we can we agree? That, like he did what he wanted, so and I respect. That. I, I walk into not good though. I walk into one of my fraternity brothers' room the other day, and he's like playing it on his Do TV. You and uh, I. <laughs> I I just go, oh, shit, you listen to Chance? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, God, this album's bad. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, yeah, I know. I, I was trying to listen again to be sure. but That's like what I, I tried four <laughs> times. I listened to it through like four times. And by the end of the fourth one, I was like, yeah, I probably won't do this again. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a good two. And I was like, <sighs> I actually didn't think Hot Shower was terrible the first time I heard it. Like. I was just like, oh, you know, Chance is Dean yeah. Chance. And then I, yeah. I listened to it again. I was just like, you know, Chance and is it's not actually been kind chance. of the opposite for me. <laughs> I've It's actually grown on me a little bit. And I actually haven't listened to it since, like, the last time I listened to the album all the way through, which was, like, a week after it released. Yeah. Uh, but, like, every once in a while, I'll just fucking, like, yell, hot damn hot water, hot shower, for no reason. Gimlin <laughs> smoking green cauliflower. See, but that's the thing about Chan. It's like, he's so catchy, but, see, he, he was still catchy on this album. But oh, he yeah. didn't realize that while being catchy, he was also being extremely corny. Uh, <laughs> like, and, uh, and that's the thing. I was like, I tried, like, I always try to defend my favorite artists in my mind because uh -huh. I was like, oh, you know, he's always been kind of corny. And then, like, I look back and I'm like, he's never been this corny. <laughs> yeah, no. And, like, I don't, okay, so did the coloring book thing happen with you two? How, that yeah, album, we've, we've discussed Yeah, this. we have. We've, we've have. discussed That this. album just isn't as good as when it came out. No, I mean, and... There are certain songs, obviously, that are still great. Yeah. But I go back and listen to other songs, and exactly. I'm like, wow. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, wow, I really loved this. Yeah, me too. 
I loved All Night when I first heard it. All night, I've been drinking all night, I've been drinking all night, I've been drinking it. Hey. I was like, you know, this got a nice bouncy beat. And then, like, yeah. Not gonna lie, that song no. went up in concert. It did. I liked yeah, that in concert. I, I imagine it would. Yeah, but uh, let's get back to Lana Del Rey <laughs> as this uh, this little tangent began. <laughs> Uh, uh, what were some of your of us, What were huh? some of your favorite songs? No, uh, you know what? That's the beauty. I was looking Sorry, at it. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> 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 no, I have a feeling you're about to say what I was gonna say. So go ahead. Uh, no, I was gonna get back to what we were talking about. <laughs> I was gonna oh, say, shit. you know, that's the beauty of our podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. the rabbit holes you know, is what it's about. It is what it's about. Like that's last week here. was just supposed to be the, an episode breakdown of Mr. Robot, mm-hmm. and it turned into this long beautiful discussion about life in general yeah you know <laughs> it's crazy how it happens yeah but all right you can go ahead and say what you're gonna say now nah but you can like, unshut the fuck up okay thank you <laughs> um i don't even like i was looking at the song titles and i just remember like every time a song would come on looking at my phone and be like oh yeah i need to remember oh yeah this you're one. like oh yeah and i'm just looking and at every them time again, you and never I'm like, remember yeah these are basically all of them like th- this shit was fire like oh, and when, so when i listen to lana del rey it's like it's like ken said like it's an album artist like I don't even like so for example um who's an artist that i'm like that with frank ocean frank ocean exactly i don't listen to frank i don't listen to chanel orange if i'm not gonna listen to every single song yeah Yeah, like i'm same with blonde like Uh there are there's one song off blonde that i will listen to just as an aside but if i'm listening to any other song I'm listening to it all with her. Yeah, pretty much any of his songs besides Chanel. If I'm listening to one of his songs, oh, yeah. like, I'm probably just listening to his artist page. Oh, yeah. for sure. Like yeah. I, uh, I mean, I listened to Blonde like two times through in a row the other yeah. night, just cause. Yeah, just cause. I was like, I it, it ended, and I was like, you know, I'll run that back. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know, I'll start the shit over. <laughs> but uh, Lana Del Rey. <laughs> Uh, How to disappear? I remember it was Venice Bitch. That shit. Was oh, fire. fuck it! I love you. I don't fuck know it, what it I was. love you, bro. Man, I moved to California, but Dude. it's just a state of mind. <laughs> oh my god! Like, I fucking yo, loved like, it. Like what the fuck? That's uh, that's my and favorite part of the at, entire. At first, album. I was like, I don't know how I feel about her being like, fuck it, I love you, and I was just like, you know what? Fuck it, I love this is fire. <laughs> god, it was so good. I mean, uh, the one that I can't remember. Like the most is uh, mm-hmm. Cinnamon Girl. I don't I don't know why, but Yo, I can't I can't like, think of how that What kind of goes. title is this? Hope is a dangerous thing for a woman like me to have. But Dash, I have it. But I have it. <laughs> <laughs> like that's just like you know this is gonna be five. That's the title. Oh, so good. And I liked a uh, love song. She did the uh, remix or like a remake and cover of Doing Time. Mm. She's like like yeah. That got some hate. Wait. Did you see that on Twitter? No. There were some there were some pretty outraged hip hop heads that did not like that she covered that song. Why? Cuz that's a pretty classic hip hop song. Oh, I mean. It's a pretty classic R&B song. But I feel I like I don't give a shit. I don't I, I don't, thought it was really cool. I don't care if people do covers if it's in a different genre completely. Me too. Like, like if you if you're doing I just feel like that's you're doing an R&B cover of an R&B song? Yeah. That's like okay. Like yeah. why? Exactly. But when you switch it up completely and make it an alternative so- song and it doesn't sound anything like the original, yeah. it's going to be fucking good. It's going to be it's gonna be interesting, at least, at the yeah. very least. And uh, she did a really good job with this entire album. I love California, the oh, next yeah. best American record. I love that song. I'm yeah. trying to think of some of the other ones. Hope, Happiness is a Butterfly. It's a good I one. love that she put fucking in her title. I do, too. This also, the important point also of analysis. an exclamation point. Important point of analysis. You want, you want to think back to Scumfuck Flower Boy? 
I, I do think back to Scum. Do you remember what happened with that? People were outraged by the fact that the fuck was in the title. Exactly. And Sexist. So <laughs> this is, and, 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 and it's Tyler. Like, uh, what you do know, you expect? Like, it's like, th- they'll let they'll let white girl Lana Del Rey put fucking in her title. But they won't let Tyler name his album Scumfuck Flower Boy. Who do you think is listening to Norman fucking Rockwell? Little white girls. Little white girls and us. <laughs> and they already know it's Tyler. Like, we know what yeah, Tyler is. Yeah, the people listening to Tyler are, like, okay with Scumfuck Flower The craziest thing Flower about Boy. it was, like... Flower Boy was the album where he was actually matured. Like, yeah, <laughs> like he, he had changed his Twitter handle away from Fuck Tyler. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I mean, going into the album, I did not expect what was to come because it was originally Holy called shit. Scum Fuck Honestly, Flower Boy. I, Maybe that's why he changed it. What, no, he didn't change it. Apple Music didn't let him post it as that. He he still pushed the album as Scum Fuck Flower Boy. That's true. Yeah. But it was listed that nowhere because nobody would allow it. That's annoying. And I remember reading a story about it. Like, he was pretty upset about that. That's really annoying. But then they go and, like, fucking... I remember at the Apple event that year, that was, like, the the headlining album or whatever for mm-hmm. Apple Music, and I'm like, you motherfuckers. You motherfuckers. Like, let this man release the the, the, the art how it was intended to. Like, that's the, that's the bare minimum for art. Yeah, the title. <laughs> <laughs> like, let me name it. It's <laughs> ridiculous. It is ridiculous. But Norman fucking Rockwell was a great album. Yeah, it was. Even if it has fucking in the title. There's something about having fucking the title. That made it all the more appealing. Yeah. I mean, if it was just named Nathan or Norman Rockwell, yeah. I almost said Nathan Rockwell. We went to high school with him. <laughs> Norman <laughs> Rockwell, I, I would have been a little less intrigued. Yeah. I would have listened. It's Lana Del Rey. But <laughs> I would have been like, ugh. Like, really? Yeah, yeah. I think I think me too. Yeah, but Norman fucking Rockwell. Honestly, I didn't, I'm in. I didn't think I'd like Lust for Life when I first saw that title. But that shit... That song. That shit's a damn new That song classic. with the weekend, Lust for Life. Oh, buddy. Yeah. I love that song. The ASAP Rocky song and the Playboy Cardi song mm-hmm. in that album. Pretty much that whole album, too. Lana yeah, Del Rey hasn't missed, really. I remember White Must or Red Mustang or White Mustang, uh, Cherry. Oh, mm. that shit was fucking. Mm. Remember uh, Summertime Sadness? That's a throwback. That's a way throwback. I, the first song, the first Lana Del Rey, <laughs> the first Lana Del Rey song that I heard, I think, was um, "Video Games." That was the first song I heard too. I heard it on The Great Gatsby. And as soon as the I movie. heard it, I just went and listened to her whole discog. Like I was just like, yeah. Yeah, we'll have to talk about the uh, Great Gatsby soundtrack at some point. Oh, oh that's shit. a segment we should do: best movie soundtracks of all time. Damn. Oh shit. Well, I, I feel like we've ta- we've said this before. That's, I'm sure we have. We listen we, to we, too many we, movie soundtracks. Oh. God, there's so many that are so brilliant. I we'll talk about it when that when that yeah, comes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. but I look forward to Blink One Eighty Two. Blink One Eighty Two. Blink One Eighty Two. Blink One Eighty Two. They're they still out here, a, folks. They did. They they released an album. I can't remember what it's called at the moment, <laughs> but it's a very colorful title. I mean, it's a very colorful album art with the name Blink One Eighty Two on it. Okay. Yeah, I uh, I listened to it all the way through today. Okay. How was it? Ooh. I was surprised. Very psychedelic. Nine. Maybe it's their ninth album. That makes sense. Hmm. I like that to- uh, the cover. Yeah. Dude, the cover art's really good. That's really what made me go, okay, I'll listen to it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And pretty much through and through, I really liked it. Okay. It's uh, it's rock. It's, yeah. I mean, you got to appreciate rock in order to enjoy the album. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's certain songs where they kind of slow it down and don't go so head-banging hard. Okay. 
and on those I really really enjoy their sound because they objectively they're a g- good band like yeah. they're a, a classic band yeah. really but I, I've just never been into the hard like mm-hmm. fuck yeah yeah no. like it's not, not it's not for me my favorite I it's just... not for me but uh there's a a few songs on here that I really liked I liked uh, pin the grenade that was a really good song really like the last portion of the album like the last five songs mm-hmm. 10 through 15 really really good and they also are like a change of pace from the rest of mm-hmm. it so uh uh on some emo shit <laughs> that's surprisingly there's only one explicit song yep I, the, I didn't realize blink 182 is clean like that I, I didn't realize that earlier when i was listening to it but that's weird on some emo shit surprisingly good uh hung over you wh- like that's a really good song really uh heaven Okay. Also very good, and blame it on my youth. I think those are probably my favorite. Mm-hmm. But there are other ones that, like at the beginning, I was like, "Oh yeah, okay, ooh," <laughs> and then it was like, "Bow wow wow," and I was like, "Ah oh, man," it's like, "Ah yeah. man." That's basically how every X album goes. Yeah, I was, ge- I was like, <laughs> it is. I was getting really into it too. I was oh, like, I remember, fl- like, no, what was it? It was a uh, Skins. I- you remember when Skins dropped oh. his posthumous album? Haven't they, didn't they do an albums? Yeah, I yeah. thought they did another one too. <laughs> I think they've done. Oh, they, no, they just put out uh, question mark deluxe. Yeah, yeah there's actually that. some interesting songs. So they they didn't remake music mostly. They just put out shit that X hadn't released that he oh. had recorded. But like yeah. it was like it was like covers of his own songs and shit, like acoustic versions and things like that. Yeah. So it was actually kind of neat to listen there was, to. Yeah, there was actually a couple songs on there. I, I haven't mm-hmm. listened to everything on it, but there yeah. was a couple that I, I and he had cool. some instrumentals on there that were fucking incredible. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember the first time I listened to Question Mark. Mm-hmm. I fucking loved that. Yo, album. that album is. No good. matter how you feel about XXX, yeah, that's what's just amazing. The that's music's good. Sure. He is a good artist. Yeah. That's what made me sure. Especially like, that album. Oh, dude, changes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I fucking love that song. Right, uh, Remedy for a broken heart. Yo, the first time with I heard that, I was like, yeah. With a little bit of weed and a little bit of cash, with a little bit of this, with a little bit of that, we gonna be, uh, we gonna be all right, we gonna be. Uh. I was just like, it's so simple, like the, the entire yeah, song. Yeah, because structure. like he only does like one verse, and then mm-hmm. it's this. He just repeats it for the rest of yeah. the song, mm-hmm. and I normally don't like that, Me but either. like that's what I expected of X, because and that, that's, that's what, what X did. does. Yeah. yeah, but he was fucking good at it like he was good at it like changes even was just the same chorus being sung um, over and over and it was beautiful infinity 888 with joey yeah murder these these whole ass people where the fuck is your energy bro (laughs) that shit was so i remember uh make a person deep throw the desert eagle oh god (laughs) joey badass had a line that just blew my mind and he he was like uh gotta read a whole shit (laughs) (laughs) he was like uh my nigga's trapped behind like or my my nigga's trapped in cells like salmonella or something like that and i was like (laughs) trapped in cells like salmonella i was like like salmonella (laughs) you're like like, i don't know you gotta think about that metaphor dude what i love is that like I love when lines stand out like that when yeah. you're like, yo, how the fuck did yeah, you come and, up and with And that? it's not like a spectacular line no, in and of itself. No, it's, it's just, just so fucking it's random. It's just another rhyme, but like, fuck. Like, <laughs> you put some thought into that shit. Yeah, because he had to come up with the rhyme. That's, that's one of those ones that he came up with the rhyme before he came up with the uh, actual bar that was going to go there. And it's just like, how the fuck did you come up with that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> It's crazy. I yeah, I mean, it's genius. <laughs> so, you know, that's the music. 
You know, we had uh, we had Ghostface, we had Hobo Johnson, JPEG Mafia, Lana Del Rey, Blink-182, and a lot of other stuff in there and that didn't matter stuff, at all. Because this is the Penny Bloom podcast. Yeah, because, you know, we fuck around. You know? We, we do what we want. You know? And that's just what we do. You know? What we want. You know? Let's move on to the next segment. All right. We're going to continue our conversation from last week because that conversation was good, objectively. Objectively. You've if you've listened to it, you appreciated it. <laughs> I know this. <laughs> go ahead and, and state that. On my cocky shit. Like, On I know that. that was a good conversation. On that cocky shit. Yeah. Um, uh, so, Mr. Robot, it poses a lot of really good philosophical material. Oh, yeah. Would you like to uh, speak to any of those in particular? Anything? Yeah, you... I mean, honestly, the first one is just like taking control of your reality. Like, it is that's that's really what it is, and that show plays a lot, not only with the reality in the show, but just with the way you y- perceive your the reality. reality as a viewer. Like, yeah. it 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 is incredible how it um, kind of transforms the entire meaning mm-hmm. of these like simple social ideas, like the idea that you uh you have to work within a corporation to like work so you have to like work your way up things like that like i think that um shit i'm blanking on his name you know who i'm talking wellick yeah. uh tyrell like i think his his storyline is really interesting because it's like it's this this arc that's that's very like he's shooting like upwards right oh, yeah. like, he's, he's, he's gonna do anything that it takes to fucking be the man yeah but like what is that? That shit does crazy. Like, what, like, yeah, like what's it doing for you? Yeah, what, like, are you a happy individual? And if you, you watch that, if you watch that show, Tyrell <laughs> Wellick is not happy. Yeah, dude's a fucking batshit. What's but up? what's interesting about that too is that he probably doesn't realize that he's not happy. That's mm-hmm. true. That's that's another way you can look and, at it. And it's like the uh, what that reveals too, and what like I feel like the show is probably revealing there is these psychological mechanisms we have, and he's probably. Uh, because he hasn't had certain ideas put into his head, yeah. uh, like he just can't recognize that he's not happy. He thinks he's he's not happy exactly. because he hasn't reached the top. Yeah. Yet, so like he, when he gets there, he's like, "That's it." Mm-hmm. But that's, that's never gonna actually that's, come. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, that's playing into that. It's like everybody's reality is different because they perceive everything different than everybody else. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I, what I think is a great example of that is the. Um, the the first in the first few I think the first episode when he's with uh Shayla and she comes over gives him drugs and she's like hey like you want to get high together and shit mm-hmm. and like Elliot's just like I need my fucking morphine I ran <laughs> out I'm a fucking loner and I'm sad as fuck give me my morphine like and she's like ah hey you want to do these drugs together and then probably have sex after like yeah <laughs> and then like once they do that Elliot's just like all right. <laughs> yeah, like he just looks so un- like. Yeah, he was just laying there. He was like, yeah. She's just he's like, like that happened. Knocked the fuck out, and like she's still there when he gets back from work, and, and he's, he's just like, like Yo, get, get the, the fuck, fuck out, <laughs> like, like that that right he there. He said, Shayla, get the fuck out yeah. of my apartment. <laughs> she's kind of naked bitch in his bed. He was actually bad as fuck, and he's just yo, like, get and the like fuck out the, pa- the power move there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would never do it, ah, <laughs> but yeah. like he walked in. Didn't even say a word to her besides, Shayla, get the, the fuck, fuck out. out. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, no, that's, that's, that's just, that is exactly like the difference in how from character to character, the reality is just so fucking different. And what that's revealing too is precisely what you were talking about just before is like, we, like all, every individual perceives reality differently. Mm-hmm. Like, 
We want to talk about theories of alternate realities. They already exist. <laughs> oh, literally Honestly, every person. Do. Every person has a different reality. Uh -huh. And even on a, it, we, we can look at it on an individual level too, because it's like you think about it and from one moment to the next, like you're a different individual yeah. in yeah. a certain sense because no. you're on a different train and of thought. That, that's what consciousness is, right? Like that's how it exerts itself. Like it's it's something that's that's ever present and it's going in every which way at all times. That's how you perceive of the world. Hopefully right? ever expanding. Hopefully well. ever expanding. Um, yeah. Theoretically, until you get about 25, I think, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, then your brain's fully developed. Well, is your brain your conscious? That's another question. Um, <laughs> um, but Getting down to it, the anatomy <laughs> of it, yeah. <laughs> chemicals and shit yeah. in <laughs> your brain. There's, there's a lot of theories about it. There's also theories that your consciousness isn't even in your body. Yeah. It's instead mm. something that is, occupies the world around you yeah. and then like somehow gets projected into you. I don't know how any of those make sense. But, but they, they, well, they, well, that's the thing. You don't know how that makes sense, but why do the chemicals make sense? Exactly. exactly. Like, it's just kind of like, like we just accept these things as being an explanation yeah. and like sure there is definitely science to back these things up uh -huh. but there's probably science to back other things up exactly. too that we just haven't explored and it's yeah. really just what makes sense to you and like exactly. what ideas become yeah. uh, no that's exact so i want to like here's an example this morning i feel like i okay so i woke up right of course like feeling like shit that is what you do in the morning yeah. hopefully exactly yeah. i didn't have class until 12 30 so i was like i really want to sleep in but yeah. fuck i didn't do my philosophy race essay or reading uh, so <laughs> I had to do that. So when I woke up, I'm like, yeah, there's no way I want to get out of bed. So I just grabbed my computer and I laid in bed with my computer tilted to the side, just <laughs> reading and shit. And then um, I, I, I was so like in this mid state of consciousness yeah. that there were times where like I would kind of be like thinking I'm reading, but really be asleep. Right. Yeah. Like my eyes are closed and I'd wake up and be like, oh, shit, I You're totally like, thought I was still fuck, reading. I thought I was reading. But the craziest thing was. I would, so I have to click on my mouse pad to flip the page. You'd been clicking. I thought I was clicking. And so, like, I'm imagining I'm still reading, and then I just, like, am brought back to reality when I open my eyes. I'm like, what? How, like, how did I convince myself that I was actually reading and had clicked this button? And, like, I'm like, oh, shit, I never even went to the next page. Like, what am I doing? You know, I have a weird, like, scenario that's similar to that. Okay. There was one time I was uh, – I. I, it was towards the end of the night and I was dreaming and I dreamed that my dad came into my room to tell me good night and uh, immediately like without even realizing that I'd woken up my dad actually came into my room and woke me up for the day and was like get your ass up and go to school <laughs> so he was like good night you woke up he said good morning like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> you were like no oh, what It'd the be fuck like, no but that just shows you like I, I had one of those exactly like, yeah. like several years ago but it stuck with me because it was uh -huh. so fucking it weird because so like I felt like I fell asleep and then I just fucking woke up. I was yeah. like, whoa. It's like I had to have been asleep like ten minutes. So <laughs> I feel like we can extrapolate some basic some basic forms of, of, of consciousness, right? Like we have we have when you're asleep, your consciousness is in a different state than when it's awake. Um what other ways can you alter consciousness? Drugs? Well, yeah, I mean, drugs will do it. But I think uh, they, so they measure different in drugs psychology. Drugs alter more than us, consciousness. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But they measure different uh, uh, different wavelengths that you're, because your brain is like constantly emitting brain waves, yeah. like electric waves. Um, and so they have, it, it just depends on the frequency of the wave. Like if you're thinking really hectically and like trying to focus on something, 
yeah really high frequency but if you're like in a really relaxed state like hypnosis for mm-hmm. example or like you're gonna be um, floating you know those tanks the um yeah the, the sensory, uh, deprivation. sensory deprivation oh, yeah, yeah. Or just really deep meditation too. Yeah, like, yeah. The, like uh, mm-hmm. people that are really into Buddhism and shit, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Report a that. clear state of mind. Yeah, it's like the the human brain has the power to overtake itself. It's so, oh, dude. It's so fascinating. I can't get over how fucking weird humans are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, like, bro, it's like crazy. completely. Like this is very basic mm-hmm. thinking. What the fuck are our noses? <laughs> Why do, why do these they're the, they're the effigy that allows us to have the sense of smell I know but like why did it decide to do this like <laughs> why is it the only thing that comes out from my face it is weird isn't it and and it, like we can evolutionarily place it probably like there's yeah. there's something that caused us to have it but why did it why end did up it, like a note exactly <laughs> that's my that's the point like that's that's what I'm saying like our brains have altered over the years to become what they've become and it's just mm-hmm. like How'd we get here? How, 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 how did, did we, we get, get here? here? <laughs> but yeah, I, I, it's it's so much to think about. It is. It, it's crazy, isn't it? Because it's like there is a a very uh, base level where we all believe what we're seeing in one moment in time is the state of consciousness. It's it's not mm-hmm. a state of consciousness. It's the state of consciousness, like right? It's what absolute reality is. Exactly. But then it's like, as soon as we get thrown to a different one, we're just like, okay, this is a different state of consciousness. But when we're in one, we can't, it's hard to conceive of the other unless you actually experience it. Yeah. It's like another weird thing, kind of in the same realm, is uh, how we perceive memories. Oh, yeah. It's crazy how much our memories actually alter over Mm -hmm. time. Like, we remember shit not at all the way it actually happened. Mm-mm. And we remember shit that never happened. We remember like, shit that never happened. Exactly. And it's like, wh- like th- my brain has so much fucking power. Yeah. It can do anything it, it wants. It can do <laughs> anything it wants. My, uh, you just have to be able to access those capabilities. My boss yeah. was telling me about her husband, who apparently has these psychosomatic uh, symptoms, um, which basically means that his brain convinces itself that it's in peril. Or parts mm-hmm. of his body are in peril when yeah. in reality he's fine. He's just yeah. And he was just like yeah. So he just like spazzed out and just like fell on the floor last night and I just stared at him. <laughs> and I was like, get up, Tom. <laughs> and I was like, damn, get up, Tom. You gotta get up. <laughs> and then she was like, and he was throwing a hissy fit about not being able to feel his legs. And I'm just like, oh my god, I do not want to deal with this. I just want to sleep. And I'm like. You're like, damn, that's kind of cold. Sounds like y'all, <laughs> got really, y'all got a real loving relationship. Yeah, like, I mean, like, at least try to help him. <laughs> like, be like, Tom, just stand up. It's fine. Like, it's you'll fine. see. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, though. Yeah, I, the brain's just so fascinating. I can't, I, just all the functions of it. Yeah. Like, and, and an example of, like, mental illness, specifically, like, schizophrenia. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's like, scary. the fact that that's... It's so weird to think about if you've mm-hmm. ever had like even a suspicion that you have schizophrenia. Like for anybody that has the suspicion they have, yeah. they're automatically going to be like, "Holy shit! What if this yeah. isn't it's real?" It's a self-fulfilling like, prophecy. Like it's so. Oh. I was just thinking about that earlier today because I remember uh, just at younger when I first was learning what schizophrenia was. I was like, "Oh my god! What You're if like, I have this?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like like it what was if terrifying? Yeah, yeah, like what if there's a certain person in my life, and then like that nobody else has seen mm-hmm. I've only ever been alone with yeah. and I'm just kind of like 
Wait a second. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, God yo. That would, that would just be ridiculous, though. Like, But it's hard because it, are, can schizophrenic people be aware? Like, yeah. To what extent can they be aware? I think they can become fully aware of... Okay. of uh, but yeah, like... Is Beautiful Mind, was that guy Was that guy? Yes, he was a schizophrenic. Mm, okay. Yeah, yeah. I think he had paranoid schizophrenia. Yeah, schizophrenia. Yeah. And uh, it's just so crazy to think about because, like, that's just your brain that's just your brain doing what the fuck it wants and this and that's horrifying drugs. like that is yeah unless you're on drugs yeah then it's the drugs doing to your brain what it wants yeah it'd be like that <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it's i also love the study of like the way psychedelics affect the brain mm-hmm. your boy kenton knows a lot about that let's talk about it ken what's up can, can we talk about like personal experiences with drugs is that is that a go for it all right yeah. <laughs> i mean like uh you know i've, I've uh done a, li- uh, a few psychedelics yeah and but a thought that that drug puts into your brain though which is an incredible thought because like like you were you had said it the drug's just doing to you what it wants yeah. and that's how it feels it's like reality just split. it's it's yeah. it's doing what it wants and you, you're just there for a ride like, uh-huh. you're like you're like okay exactly. whoa and this you, is cool and if yeah. you need to function eventually you have to consciously think the thought mm-hmm. i am in control uh-huh. yeah like there that's what's so cool about the brain too is that you can, to an extent, control it in yeah. any way you want. Exactly. Yeah. You just have to be able to know how to do it. Yeah. yeah. You and have to think the right thoughts. You have to know what mm-hmm. you want to think, and you yeah. just have to commit. Yeah. And there's different theories about how much you can control the brain, but there's certain people that'll say that you can like fully map and uh, and change, alter your subconscious processes, so that you have effectively full control over like what you're going to think at any given moment. That's, That's it is an incredible theory that's, that's bonkers because huh. like y- sometimes you just be sitting there and like something you think of something you're like why yeah. <laughs> why did I think of that exactly like just ra- random ass shit have you ever had like a I don't know like have you ever been alone and just randomly like said something oh, out yeah. loud and yeah, just been like sure. Why did I say that? I say random shit out loud around other people. Up, <laughs> oh, yeah, like, usually I'll say something that, like, just popped into my head that was funny as shit, exactly. and I'll be like, <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice one, Colton. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, just, like, sitting in my bed at night, silent, just, like, looking oh, yeah. up at my lights, and, and then I'll just go, like, I'll just say, like, fucking peanut butter jelly time. <laughs> and, and, no and reason. And that, that, that's, that's what Twitter exists for, you know? Exactly. It's a place to dispose of those thoughts or more, le- or more accurately um, project those thoughts onto mm-hmm. the world. To shout them into the void. Shout maybe. them into the void, yeah. Yeah. And that's, a, that's another way that reality has been altered. Yeah. Is social media. Like, it is. we perceive things the way they're supposed to be yeah. because of what we see on social media nowadays. Uh-huh. Like, uh, for an example, like, just the other day, my brother... My uh-huh. nine-year-old brother is yeah. fucking in love with TikTok. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, makes sense. Yeah. And, like, he's already getting to this point where he's like, why aren't more people liking my video? Mm-hmm. I was like, dude, you don't got to worry about that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I, I was like, and I try, I'm, it's not going to work. He's, you have he, to he, like, reframe what the purpose of social media is yeah, in the first like, place. Like, it's not a place to receive that, or it's not a place to seek, you know, affirmation 
it's a it's a place to to be social yeah it's like it just so obviously expresses itself and so like it it, it's so easy to fall into the trap because of the way like uh desire in the brain works like every time you get a like it's a hit yeah but isn't that the isn't that the 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 psychology of of sociality like that is the that like i feel like social media kind of gets rid of all of the bullshit that we can put on as, hu- as as human beings existing next to one another, trying to communicate with each other and be social, and it just kind of gets rid of all of that, so that like it gets to the heart of what you intend with your social interaction. Mm-hmm. I don't know because a lot of the time, what I'm intending when I'm talking uh, relies heavily on like on uh, non linguistic. Uh, um, what's the what's the word? Body language, like okay, on or or just non non verbal cues. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, I think, so, like, remove the aspect of, of interpersonal communication. Like, interpersonal communication, obviously, is, is, a, is a dynamic that you can't replicate anywhere else because there's no other place where you are in the, the presence of another consciousness. Like, you have, to, you have to kind of, like, like, when you're around other people, you're forced, you're forced to kind of ponder what they're thinking, right? Yeah. Like do you, do you think that's true? Like if you, you feel you feel yeah if you're if you're like, in an active conversation you feel aware in a social or space. if it's completely silent if true. you are not talking that's even more likely yeah. for you to wonder what someone else is thinking exactly so it's like it's like you're aware in a social space right mm-hmm. so if if you are allowed the opportunity to have that social interaction without actually having to involve yourself in a space where like these like the awareness gives you the pressure of uh, you know acting normal. Quote yeah, unquote. quote unquote. Uh, you're allowed to just get to the point of how you would express yourself if you were able to control every single bit of it. And it's that's a weird thing that no generation before ours exactly. really has had access exactly. to. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like we we're just we we don't even know yet how that long term that's gonna. Happen. But I was it's gonna like, bring that up like five minutes ago. It's <laughs> amazing that this yeah. has come back around. But I mean, like, it's I'm so fascinated and excited to learn what the fuck this is doing mm-hmm. to us because exactly. like it's obviously affecting us yeah there's zero doubt about yeah. that i just want to know how much yeah and like literally what is altering our realities exactly because of social media yeah, like, yeah. and it's like that definitely has to change like not only just like maybe our dopamine receptors and mm-hmm. like how like how we crave dopamine and like just like the modes in which we crave it and the frequency at which we crave it mm-hmm. But it it has to change, like, just, like, how you express yourself as a human being. There is a, uh, I'm, I mean, like, to go along with that, the dopamine receptors that we get, like, we get it because of our social media. We get, like, uh, every time we get a like, like you mm-hmm. said. We, but, like, when you look at older generations, when they, like, hate on you for all the, like, mm-hmm. millennial shit we do, Gen yeah. Z shit we do, <laughs> yeah. they're like, man, you guys don't work hard. Well, that's because that doesn't hit my dopamine. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it hit yours 50 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) But you think about the broader implications of that, too. And uh, really, I'm I'm starting to realize this more and more, like just learning about things that are happening in the world. I think that right now there's a lot more people than there has been in the past that are starting to question structures like uh, the U.S. government, like capitalism, like religion. Like uh, everything, yeah. everything more than ever is being questioned right now. Yeah. And I mean, it's always been questioned. Mm-hmm. There's always been other like, but it is more than ever in the light of day because yeah. of social media. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's pretty fucking dope. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> to put it simply. It's pretty dope. And it's it's kind of like that collective consciousness that I feel like brings another 
awareness in a social space that you always have to be mm-hmm. conscious of because like when like when you get involved in a physical social space right you have to always be aware of how you projected yourself on into a, a non-material social space social yeah. media so like that has the alternatively like influence you in physical social spaces right yeah like there are people like you see it on twitter all the time where people are like i i pray that certain people do not find my twitter yeah because they're not the same person Mm -hmm. to that person Mm -hmm. like exactly that that's another thing from mr robot that is discussed Mm -hmm. is when he talks about uh obliterating oh shit his other half i think it was the word he was using it's like and his therapist said obliteration is not the answer yeah and he's like she's wrong Obliteration is always the answer. We are constantly doing it. We yeah. are constantly changing ourselves for uh-huh. the people around us, smashing parts of ourselves down, bringing other parts of ourselves up. Yeah. So nobody really is who they are, but in like one situation, and it's when you're alone. Exactly. That's yeah. when that's when you really are yeah. who you are. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's fucking bonkers. It's crazy. <laughs> like, I don't know you. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't know anyone. We don't know anybody. I mean, there, there, there's interesting theories and philosophy about that, too, though, because when when you're not around anybody, like when you're just yourself, what like are you just being the self you're most comfortable with? Like, like yeah. or maybe even like there is like maybe you're just a, a total schizophrenic, like, yeah. and your thoughts are just going to go everywhere. Like there is no one consistent line of thought that you're going to pursue. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, dude. That's really weird to think about. But yeah, like when he was talking about that in the show, it's a thought that I'd always, Mm -hmm. I've had, like, obviously we change ourselves for Mm -hmm. certain people. It's just how, it's just how people work. Yeah. 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 I mean, but like, what would the world be like if everyone was the same, was their truest self Uh all the time in every situation? I don't know. That's weird. Would it be better or would it be worse? Honestly, I think it'd be madness. I think it'd be worse. I think it'd be a lot worse. I, I don't think people naturally coexist we always have to make concessions to coexist with other people yeah and and it's going to take like a that's the nature of culture that that it is the it is effectively like it's something that is cherished but it's also something that sets the rules sets the guidelines for how you how you work in society society. yeah and it 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 says what the norms are it says what's okay and what's not okay like and that that's what forms our reality Mm -hmm. is the way society works it's a world it's a constant effort of world building by the human mind yeah Uh, i mean there's there's uh anthropological views that human consciousness couldn't have evolutionarily like sprung up uh if there wasn't multiple people because like it's just not something that would make sense oh yeah uh, would because there's only it's, one the, it's the idea yeah, that you, you need have to be to able have... to understand each other yeah. and to try and learn more about each yeah, other and this is a lot of what we've been reading in um in philosophy of race is just like this idea that language is specifically the bridge that allows you to reaffirm your existence like you you first of all like uh, I've given this ex- explanation in class, and I actually kind of like it. When you, when you, uh, and I got this from Kitten. When you first come into life, like you know one thing, and that is that you were once a nothingness. But you can also know that you were now or somethingness, or think that you were now or somethingness. But that somethingness isn't actually validated until you interact with someone else, which reaffirms your presence. Uh, yeah. uh, otherwise, like you could say something and nobody respond to you which makes you inherently question are you even real am i real so it's like you you have to you have to kind of bridge the gap humans are inherently social beings you have to bridge the gap in order to know that you exist which seems to be a necessary condition of our existence the question is 
Why? Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good explanation, Ken. You know, I, uh, the, uh, uh, Lacan, uh, the psychoanalyst, is deeply interested in the question of what happens to human consciousness when a baby sees its reflection for the first time. <laughs> Because it's like, you it's know, have you ever shown like I have like purposely taken my little brothers and sisters like to oh, the mirror yeah. and been like, look at yourself. I tried to do that. I tried to like, do that I want to see how you react. I, to this. I try to do that to my dogs all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's because like the the thought that they have in their yeah. head probably looks nothing like that ugly fucking yeah. thing they're seeing in the mirror. Oh yeah, that, like, and that's what's. Oh my god, that's what's fucking crazy. Is like apparently I've read this and I've I've read into it in a few different studies mm-hmm. is that like. We don't actually look like what we think we look like. Yeah, no, no, no. In the slightest. It's weird. And it, because it's, even if even if you're looking at a picture of yourself or mm-hmm. you're looking at yourself in the mirror, you have such a set idea of what you look like yeah. that you can literally alter what you think you look like while looking at yourself. Damn. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. It's in the brain, bro. It's, it's weird. So, like powerful. It does it, incredible things. Damn. It, 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 I mean that only works to an extent. Yeah, obviously, yeah, like yeah. I can't be a white guy and like think I'm black. Like that's not how that works. <laughs> Atlanta. Atlanta. <laughs> I know you've seen yes, it. Yes. <laughs> Guys, we gotta tell Sperry about that. <laughs> yeah, we. I don't she know what would she's think that say, is hilarious. What, what, what she? I don't know. I don't know. I sent it to Kyle, and I think he. When I come up that. next week, that's that's an ep- that's the episode breakdown we should do. Hell yeah. We should oh, just yeah. do a Childish Gambino segment. Then. Oh, fuck Watch yeah. Bob we'll have Kenton on again. Yeah, yeah. All right, but anyway, yeah, the brain is fucking weird. I think that's the conclusion we can come to. I think to. that's the conclusion. Um, I I mean, this conversation could keep going. If you'd liked it to, please keep going because I'm wildly entertained. <laughs> Good? Yeah. Good? Yeah. Wow. Good conversation, guys. I feel good about that. I do. I do too. Okay. Let's go into the next segment. We got uh, movies, the best sequel films of all time. And the worst. And we got a few of the worst up here. And all of them, you'll notice, are like like real deal like franchise movies. Yeah, They're not yeah. like a, like Godfather Part Two. That's a critically really yeah, good yeah, exactly. sequel movie. But like we're going to do... This a, is just the, f- the more fun we ones. thought of. <laughs> yeah, like the, the recent ones that are just a little bit more out there. Yeah. So but to start, what is your favorite sequel movie of all time? It's got to be Dark Knight. Like, God, what a fucking The first time I watched movie. that movie, I was like, I feel like an adult now. <laughs> <laughs> this this took away my innocence. <laughs> no, nah, but I, I, re- I really wasn't, though, because I watched that movie, like, years later, and was like, wow, there's so many things I did not pick up on this plot. Oh, yeah. Like, like it, was, it was just way too complex, but it was so well done. Like, it was so, like, that the fact that it could grab such a uh, wide-ranging audience and be about the subject matter that it was, mm-hmm. and have not only the, the, the um, like, film like uh what, what do you want to call it uh like the film acumen that it had like it okay. was a well done it was film. critically acclaimed critically yeah. acclaimed yeah. yeah and it was oh god and it's not supposed to be critically acclaimed really it's a superhero movie exactly. those are not supposed to be it was the movie. first superhero movie that people watched and was like wait those hold on. like they feel like <laughs> characters that are just like and that's the thing you could say about like batman really is that he's more of a vigilante mm-hmm. than a superhero, which automatically makes him a little more real to you yeah. because he doesn't have superpowers. Exactly. I think it just makes him more fun to watch and like more relatable yeah. too. Exactly. Because, like he's just a dude. Yeah, he's just a like, guy with a lot of money. A yeah. lot of money and like really good at fucking getting around quickly. And doing <laughs> <that>. <laughs> he can swing on a grappling hook yeah. like five hundred <laughs> feet. Yo, <laughs> I mean, Somehow. did the shit. Nah, but like I feel like that was really one of the 
first good, like, real good um, superhero, superhero movies until the Marvel ones. I, it, it really was. Um, what year was The Dark Knight? 2008. Was, was that 2008? Okay. Which is crazy. Iron Man? Yeah, uh, a, Iron Man year, came out two thousand eight. Yeah, it was the same year as Iron. But Man. I think Dark Knight's is, uh, Iron Man one is a good ass movie, but like Dark Knight's light years ahead of that. Oh, I agree. And like the crazy it, thing, yeah, uh, yeah, it, it was just like when you like watch that movie, it doesn't even feel real. Like, and this is how Christopher Nolan Batman movies were. Was like it felt like you were watching like Gotham City, not necessarily Batman. It felt like it because the point of Batman films was to feel gritty. It yeah, was supposed exactly. to feel like, holy shit, like this is dark. Yeah. yeah. They've tried that with other DC movies mm-hmm. and it hasn't worked because none of those other characters are Batman. Exactly. You can't do that with other characters. Mm-hmm. And like, even like going back to the old Batman movies, like when Jack Nichol- yeah. Nicholas was in them and stuff, it's or Nicholson, mm-hmm. it's just not as good it's because as good. It's, it's not the dark, gritty, mm-hmm. Gotham City version of Batman mm-hmm. and that's just not going to And then easy. like, fucking Heath Ledger just sets the bar for the Joker. Like, I feel like I'm never going to think of a Joker as as more... Like, when I think of Joker, Heath Ledger's the first thing that comes oh, to Oh, it has to be. Yeah. I mean, it, the new Joker movie coming out with uh, I think Joaquin it'll be Fe- good. I think it'll be good, too, and I don't think I'll be able to have an objective opinion about who's the best Joker. It, I will well, always go with Heath okay, Ledger. Okay, so here's the, here's the thing. Here's a problem that I'm going to have with the Joker movies that it's not a Batman movie because I feel like Joker is is more compelling when he's facing off against the Batman because they have the like probably one of the craziest relationships in, in superhero Any, comics at all. Or cinema, really, yeah. anything. I mean... I'm excited for it because it's like a. I can't remember. Is it is it a Martin Scorsese movie? Wait, is Martin movie? Scorsese doing it? The Joker movie that's coming out. Um, I don't. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know either. I'll, I'll have to look into it. I can't remember, but I remember seeing something that said that it was going to be a lot like the character studies that Martin Scorsese has done in the past. Uh-huh. Which I'm really excited about that because the Joker is so is fucking batshit. Like yeah, and it's the dive into how he became the way he was. Like okay, Todd Phillips. Yeah, Todd Phillips uh, was the writer of The Hangover. Oh shit! <laughs> so if you want to go ahead and uh, sleep on this, sleep on this man. Keep doing it. Oh shit! I think I was listening to a, a podcast and they were talking about that. They're like, yeah, everyone's th- saying like it can't, it the Hangover. Good. Yeah, the yeah. Hangover guy's doing it, and they're like, don't you realize like like this guy this like just... knows what the fuck he's doing? The mm-hmm. Hangover movies were good. Like, yeah, and they they, they might have been comedy, but that's because like. You yeah. don't only have to write comedy. It's it's yeah. the best bro like it is a bro comedy and like oh, yeah. you can't expect the bro comedy to be a serious movie. Like yeah. it's like that movie uh high fi- or what was it tag? Have, oh, didn't yeah. you tell me that like when you watched it you're like ah I mean it's funny I guess but it's like not a great movie. Exactly. It's just like yeah. it's and a bro th- comedy. That's the point of it. Like yeah, you're not stupid. supposed to go oh my god I fucking love and, that and, movie. And like not only was the hangover just stupid in that brilliant. bro movie but it was brilliant stupid. It was just like yeah. some shit that everyone wanted to experience after they saw it. It's just, ugh, I fucking love movies like that. I mean, like, The Hangover, Step Brothers. Like, it's all these basic slapstick. Exactly. There's a place for slapstick. Oh, and, like, these aren't really slapstick because slapstick is, like, really... Yeah, it's, like, like stupid. Like, it's... But, I mean, obviously the humor in these can be stupid. Yeah. But it's it's a a more smart kind of funny than a slapstick comedy. You know (laughs) what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's like a Barry... Yeah, that's what that reminds me of a lot. Is mm-hmm. like that entire series. It reminds me of The Hangover and the way it's really written. okay. Just uh, in that way, which is interesting because that's about a guy who kills people, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Barry, he kills people. He's an assassin. It's pretty badass. But uh, 
Yeah, also, Todd Phillips' co-writer on uh, the second or third Hangover movie did the uh, did the Chernobyl series. Oh, that's so what you, it was. That's you what they keep said. sleeping on it. That's, like, that's what they said. They're like, yeah, they act like this dude doesn't know what he's doing, but he literally like made Chernobyl like yeah. right after the Hangover. And I was like, like oh, shit. It's brilliant. Yeah. So, yeah, I think you got to go Dark Knight. And he's been, <laughs> if, if I, I think I recognize this guy from a lot of movies, like acting. I don't know, maybe. Uh, I don't know. He seen, he just looks familiar. For some yeah. Reason. But back to The Dark Knight. It is one of the best sequel films that has ever existed. Oh, yeah. You can't mention sequel films without uh, Empire. Empire Strikes Back. Empire Strikes Back. That is a, that is a Star Wars classic. I mean, it, it is most commonly referred to as the best Star Wars movie. Uh-huh. And I agree. I understand if you disagree because I fucking love all of them. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the uh, second one in particular of the original trilogy, fifth in total, uh-huh. <laughs> so confusing, uh, is, in my opinion, the best. Wait, I mean, which just, one? Uh, Empire Strikes Back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. It, it, I feel like it was really the movie that, like, it, it kind of fueled the Star Wars fandom. Like, it was yeah, the like reason I, that, mm-hmm. like, when you think of Star Wars, you thought of Darth Vader, you thought of Empire Strikes Back. Like, yeah, you thought of, Luke, I am your father. <laughs> no! <laughs> Dude, there are a few things that humans are born inherently knowing. Oh, yeah. And the first thing that everyone knows as soon as they are born is that Luke Skywalker is Darth Vader's son. That is a fact. That is a fact. I, I don't know why I knew it, but going into the first movie, <laughs> yeah. I was like, that guy's Luke's dad. <laughs> that guy's Luke's dad. Like, you're like, and I don't has... know why I knew it. Yeah, no. And it, maybe that's what makes Star Wars so unique and why everyone loves it. Because it's, it's a story where it's like, you know what's going to happen. You just want to see it happen. And, and it's so... And <laughs> you like, watched Star Wars. Yeah. You can't escape it. Like, yeah. you, you know it's going to be fucking good. Exactly. And it's always entertaining. But it's always pretty predictable. Right, <laughs> right. Anybody who didn't watch Empire Strikes Back in theaters for the like when it was first showing oh, already yeah. knew that uh, Luke was as soon. I think that movie came mm-hmm. out in nineteen eighty or nineteen seventy nine. Damn, were they that old? They're that yeah, old. They're that old. It's kind of cr- like the first one was nineteen seventy seven. Yeah, no, I know that for a fact. The so film I'm thinking quality the second is one not was, good. No, and what's crazy though is that it was way ahead of its time. Exactly for way the graphics ahead of its it, time. it had. Yeah. And I mean, like, you go back, you watch it now, you're not going to be satisfied if you've never Just seen the Star Wars We've movies. reached an unreal level. Oh, my God. Like, it's fucking crazy. Like, yeah. Avengers Endgame literally had an entire alien invasion play out that, like, looked real as fuck. The Look. world was being destroyed. <laughs> Earth exploded. Like, <laughs> And then you were just like, that didn't happen. That didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. I remember watching real. that in theaters, like, just being like... Whoa. Like, it, it was one of those moments where I was like, I can't, like, look everywhere on this fucking big-ass screen all at once. Like, what's happening? <laughs> there was a... That reminds me of a part in that 70s show when they're watching the Star Wars movie in theaters, the very first one. And uh, there's a point that happens that all of them were kind of like, I don't know how I feel about this movie. And then, like, something happens on screen where it's like... And, it <laughs> and then it's just like... And then they all, they all go... Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> that's just that's, Whoa. and like that's what Star Wars has always been. Yeah, exactly. Like that's what's what it has been about. to uh, balance the franchise out. Though they do have one of the worst sequel movies of all time. Even though technically it's a prequel, it came out after the original movie, so yeah. it's a sequel. Yeah, we'll count it as it. We'll count it. A Phantom Menace. 
That was shit. That not movie great, sucks. Not a great movie. Very long and drawn out, and honestly, just fucking hard to follow and boring. <laughs> like I mean, so much politics. So yeah, much like, politics. And I but mean, like if you were a Star Wars fan yeah. who like loved it when it came out, like you watched that in theaters, that was probably a lot more interesting for you. Yeah. But like, I watched them when I was young, uh-huh. and I loved them, and now I go back and watch them, and I'm kind of like, God. Yeah. I just wanted to see more Darth Maul. Exactly. <laughs> like why? Exactly. Could, why couldn't Darth Maul be a bigger part of this universe yeah. instead of just like that. Like, yeah. He gets cut in half. He got cut in half. <laughs> he was the most, he was the coolest villain yeah. in pretty much any Star Wars movie, I think, besides, uh-huh. you know, Darth Vader. Like, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, that's the ultimate villain. Uh-huh. But Darth Maul, smallest role for any villain in any of the movies uh-huh. and probably the most badass. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. But honestly, though, I feel like those movies just, like, it's like watching... Aristotle's The Republic. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that sounds like the most boring exactly thing. That and, that's, and that's and that's what it is. And that's <laughs> what it is. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just like, but it, it's like politics from a like a different galaxy. So like we're just like, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't like they've uh, <laughs> that is a cool. genre that has been further progressed though. Yeah, I think is the politics of outer space. Yeah, like the way, they but it's all just business. really human politics. Oh yeah, it's all human politics just applied to a different yeah. galaxy. But yeah, it's neat to think of how like different conceptions of it have been tried out. Mm-hmm. Have you ever read the book or watched the movie Dune? I have heard. I've heard I, I've, I've, I've watched. I think I watched it. Be made. I think I watched it like several years ago. Yeah, but I, I don't it remember I it. And I, I remember watching it and being like, I should not have watched this yet. <laughs> like I should hold off on this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's very intricate politics. Yeah. but the book is incredible. Yeah, I think it's, I watched it when I was like. 13 or 14. Yeah, no, I watched and it I, super young too and I just remember being... And I was, was kind of like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't really get any of this. <laughs> Some giant ass worms. <laughs> Some giant ass worms. I thought the same thing in Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> there were some giant <laughs> ass worms. Giant ass that giant ass worm was cool and almost ate the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta give Star Wars the credit where it's due. They have some of the most iconic... I don't know, things of all yeah. time. Like, mm-hmm. there's characters, villains, mm-hmm. just, m- like, the Millennium Falcon. Like, you don't even have to watch Star Wars, and you you've really heard don't. of the Millennium Falcon, <laughs> exactly. and that's just a ship in the movie. Like, yeah. that's not, it's nothing, I mean, it's a it's a big deal if you watch the movies, but uh-huh. if you don't watch the movies, there's no reason for you to know that. Exactly, right. exactly, which is the crazy part about it. Yeah, and I mean, like, I mean, like even fucking, like, Mace Windu of the original prequels. Like, fucking Samuel L. Jackson. Fucking fly, motherfucker. There's Samuel so many ja- theories. Like Samuel that he Jackson, still exists. I feel like like. Better. Oh I mean, god! If Samuel L. Jackson popped up in the next movie, you saw like a purple lightsaber just. <laughs> I'd be like, <gasps> in no, the, in the canon somewhere. I th- I don't know if it's in the cartoons or what. The Darth Maul still exists. So if that's true, I think Mace Windu can still exist. Yeah, I mean, it's exactly. a similar type of fall. Yeah. I mean, uh, Chancellor Palpatine. Mm-hmm. He's going to be in this next movie, and apparently he's going to be a pretty big part. Uh-huh. Like, according to the trailer, obviously, Star Wars is notorious for misleading. But, yeah. judging by it, he's a pretty relevant part of the movie. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when- I thought that boy was dead. <laughs> yeah, he looked pretty dead. And then what's yeah. really dumb to me is that, like, they don't even surprise us with that reintroduction. No. Like... There was no indication that this man was still alive, and then they just dropped a trailer with him in it. Yeah, <laughs> basically. I was like, okay, Loki, uh-huh. fuck you. Like, I, was, I wanted that to be a surprise. Actually, <laughs> the original trailer, it was a surprise. Because 
but I would have preferred it in the movie. Yeah. The end of the trailer where they like show like the Star Wars uh-huh. logo and it's like yeah. Bang, yeah. Bang, yeah. Bang, and like the music fades out and you're ha 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 which yeah. is his yeah. laugh. Yeah. And I was like, whoa. whoa. You're like, oh shit. I was like, oh, that's amazing. <laughs> 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 I love it. <laughs> I fucking love that. <laughs> but yeah, the Star Wars film franchise, it's had several, several, several. great sequels. Several. I mean, pretty much all of them besides the one and two. Mm-hmm. And two wasn't it that yeah. bad? It was just not as good as the others. Yeah, uh, I mean, two introduced like there were some good scenes in two. Oh, for sure. Like, and it introduced some of the cooler villains mm-hmm. in the canon of Star Wars with uh, Jango and Boba Fett. Yeah. Oh yeah, which I love their storyline. That, that new series coming out that I think oh, yeah, is based Boba around Fett. Boba Fett. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm so fucking excited. Oh yeah, is that on the? Uh, Disney Plus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, General Grievous. He General Grievous. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad. Mm-hmm. They're, I want to see how they make him look. He might look like a fucking badass. Yo. <laughs> Dude, General Grievous, especially in like the rework with the modern technology yeah. we have, because when General Grievous was in the movies in like he 2001 and 2, puppet, I think. Puppetous. Yeah, like it was like, it was kind of like, okay, like, I get the point. They just didn't have the ability. Exactly. But now. That shit's going to be crazy. Which is crazy. It's like they were thinking way ahead of their time. They're just like, we don't have the means to really do this, but we're so going to do gonna the best with what we can't like, like have. And then, you know, maybe 20, 30 years later, they'll redo it, and they'll actually give it justice. And yeah, that's like, what's by episode three, though, there was a good scene with General Grievous. You remember the one where he fights Obi-Wan Kenobi? Oh, fuck yeah. And oh, Obi-Wan's yeah. riding that thing. Yeah. Where he's, oh, it's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. like yeah. that's the noise <laughs> it makes. But, like, Ger- General Grievous, like, like shoulders dude. off his jacket. Oh, that shit so Separates dope. out his arms. Oh. And then he like Iconic. spins all of them. It's like shoo, 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 yeah. shoo, shoo. Iconic. Oh. Iconic. God, fu- God, now I gotta go watch all the Star Wars. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, I'm down. Uh, but you know, let's move on. We've been talking about Star Wars for a second. Yeah, yeah. Uh Kill Bill Volume Two. Fucking classic. There is debate as to whether or not this is technically a sequel movie. Because technically it is Quentin just Tarant- one long movie, yeah. volume one and two. Yeah, Quentin Tarantino's weird like that though. Like you can't, you his his movies like there's theories that all of his movies exist in the same fucking like place place. Yeah, like, like the same. universe. It's just the same universe, like different stories and just Which, random. Which honestly, that would make sense. Yeah, I mean, like sense. you could do that. Like, but just yeah. like think about that. Like a man is just creating films of what happens in his brain. Yeah, like he's just like you know what I'm gonna rewrite the way things have worked. Yeah, things Isn't that work. a lot of good art, though? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Any sort of art, I feel like, is just, like, projecting what is going on in yeah. your brain if it's being done well. Absolutely. And that's always what Quentin Tarantino has been able mm-hmm. to do well. Like, mm-hmm. when we went and saw Once Upon a Time in that's Hollywood. Shit, like, like, it just reminds you every time you watch a Tarantino movie how unique his film style is. Like, you're just like, I've never seen anything quite like this. Yeah, and one thing I really fucking hate on Twitter is the amount of people who hate on people who like Quentin I know. Tarantino. I'm just like, yo, yeah. he's objectively a good filmmaker. Exactly. <laughs> like, you, I don't care how fucking, like, absurd he gets or, like, how, like, explicit he gets. Like, the dude just makes you feel things. Yeah, like, and the point of art is all about the interpretation. Exactly. If, like, there are arguments that Quentin Tarantino really isn't a deep filmmaker. He's just making you think the shit's deep by like letting you that's what that's what everyone says which just proves to you that they just don't understand 
that's my that's what I'm thinking. Like, bro, anything can be art if you want to interpret it that exactly. way. Exactly. Yeah, and even even if he did just throw it out there with no intended meaning in mind, why does that matter? Exactly. If it like, can be interpreted, yeah, if it that can, is art. Yeah. yeah. That's what like paintings, yeah. like abstract paintings, are all about how you interpret the painting itself. Mm-hmm. Like, and obviously there are paintings you look at and you're like, man, fuck that thing. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah. But, but like, you automatically have to respect the artistic nature of it. Uh-huh. And that's why I can't stand it when people hate on Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, yeah. it's it's annoying. It's stupid. But yeah, Fuck Kill you. Bill. Kill Bill is fucking glorious. Kill Bill. And um, this isn't a sequel, just because we're on the topic. Pulp Fiction. What a oh, good movie. That's going to be our 1994 movie. I think it came out in 94. Yeah, I think so. Too. Yeah. That'll be Damn. a good one to talk about. That shit just blew my mind. So good. Like, I mean, and... It was so fucking weird. I didn't watch that shit till I was like 16 or 17, uh-huh. and I'm really glad I, I waited that long to watch it because there's zero chance I would have understood yeah. it before. That. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I, I just loved how it, it was just like a fucking circle. Like it, and there's no real way we can perceive what the timeline is here. Exactly. Like it's just yeah. you're plugging in pieces wherever they fit. <laughs> I just like I had I had this part from one of the Samuel Jackson quotes from the movie stuck in my head uh, a couple weeks ago, and I kept I think I I think I might have mentioned it in every single class I was in, just like to prove some sort of point, just because it's what was in my brain at the time. Yeah. But is the quote where he was like, uh, a few things there 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 are known knowns and then unknown <laughs> or known unknowns. Uh, people always forget about the other one though, which is the unknown unknowns, <laughs> things that we can't ever know. And yeah. I was like I like we would just get on some weird topic in class, and I'd just be like. That's a fascinating thing we could have also expanded upon. The unknown unknowns. What don't we know that we don't even know we don't know? That's just the <laughs> Well, if we trace that uh, quote back to its origin, Donald Rumsfeld said it regarding uh, weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. Well, uh, apparently we can't know that we don't know that there are weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. <laughs> God, that logic makes no sense being said out loud. But yeah. It didn't make sense when he said it either. It's well, yeah, but, like, there's a way that it connects with your brain that you kind of understand it. You're yeah. like, you're like, it's just... I mean, it's an ex- have, it's a double it's a double negative. Yeah. Unknown unknowns are just unknowns. Have you seen um, uh, Vice? I have not watched that yet, and I really Donald need to. Uh, Steve Carell plays Donald Rumsfeld in there. Ooh, okay. Very like I love it because like it, you like once you watch that movie, you understand why Donald Rumsfeld would have said something like that. Like he was just that shady of a guy. Like and he was so upfront about it. Like he's just like people would ask him questions. He's just like. Hmm, I don't know. Fuck you. What's funny like, is that quote was probably him just being like, "Fucking, I don't know." Yeah, like exactly. I'm just gonna say some shit that y'all will accept. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's just like I'm just gonna misdirect you with my words. Like if I say some shit that uh, that's really what politics is. Yeah, oh, yeah definitely. <laughs> isn't that all debate too? I mean, yeah. It's just, I mean, isn't that what life is? <laughs> just trying yeah. to yeah get people to understand. <laughs> Doesn't matter how. How it's going, but yeah. Pulp Fiction—that's a really good movie. Yeah. And uh, there's a little Easter egg in the uh, uh, Marvel movies uh-huh. with Nick Fury when uh, oh, he's, when he's perceived dead on his uh, gravestone. It says whatever Bible verse he recites in Pulp Fiction. <laughs> so the one that's like, uh, "My righteous fury yeah. will befall," uh-huh. like, bro. That's it. I saw that. I was like, that, that whole first title sequence in Pulp Fiction. Just like I was just like. I am in. Dude, I like lo- and any movie Uma Thurman's in. Exactly. I love But Uma just Thurman. like the the apartment scene, funny, hilarious as shit. 
And oh. then in the car, when fucking John Travolta <laughs> blows his head off. Like, and he's like, what the fuck? He's like, I, I shot him. I shot him. Like, <laughs> it was just, it oh, was he just, goes, ah, oh, damn. He's like, ah, oh, damn. <laughs> John Travolta yeah. is an interesting actor because... I can never read him. His face looks so weird. He looks like... His original face looks like he had plastic surgery. And then he had plastic surgery on that face. (laughs) (laughs) It's just really weird. Double down. I mean, and you would not expect him to sound or be the way he is, judging by the way he looks. Yeah. Like, he just doesn't seem like the type of dude he is. Exactly. I don't even know how to explain it. He's just off-putting in a way that's different than everybody else. Mm Mm-hmm. It's really weird when you think about it. Because I don't, I don't think I exactly like John Travolta at all. I don't, I've never have. I've always felt weird vibes from him. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think Pulp Fiction is my favorite movie of his. Like other, all the other ones, like I've seen his other, like and I've seen his good movies, and like, like they're not bad. They're I mean, like good. Grease, like that's yeah, a classic. Exactly. Um, I'm thinking that, of, Grease Two can go under the uh, worst oh, sequel films of yeah. all time if we want. Yeah. Because I fucking despise that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like, I mean, he I, I understand why he has the the credibility he does. It's just like, yeah, he's always rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah, it's just, uh, he's just, uh, my, I don't know. He, he puts off major old white guy vibes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And even when he was young. <laughs> it was just, yeah. Major old white guy vibes. Judging just by the way he looks, because in Pulp Fiction, not at all. Like, yeah, that's no. not at all the vibe he puts not off. Not at all. I love that, uh, I love that scene where uh, Uma and him are at the, uh, the restaurant where they dance at, mm-hmm. they do the twist. That was that was one of the best scenes in the movie. Fucking love God, that. Yeah, that's. So, I remember watching that. and I was just like, "What the fuck?" That was another moment I had with the Wu Tang series when they go into the animations and shit. I remember I was high as fuck watching it the first time that it, that it happened. I was just like, "It was like one of those moments where you're high and you're just like, wait, what the fuck is going on?'" You're like, <laughs> yeah, like you you locked in on it. Yeah, you kept watching it. Exactly. And then and like for, and then like several show. several minutes in, you were like. Wait. Yeah, it's like, wait, wait, this fucking just transformed to a cartoon? <laughs> like, like, you're like, how? <laughs> the fuck? That's I was hilarious. just like, am I still watching, like, Wu-Tang? Like, and that's, and any show that they use that trope where they kind of, they mix in and out with animation mm-hmm. and real life, it, I feel like that's inherently a Tarantino, like, yeah thing, even though, like, Tarantino never did it with him in animation or anything, yeah. but like, just these sidebars that uh-huh. are out there and wild. I don't know that there were it's, many other filmmakers doing that before he was. And I feel like there's this this mentality within Quentin Tarantino movies where, you know, like, thoughts are not connected. And it's like, the, thoughts in real. like, I feel like it's a more real portrayal of how stories happen. I've always thought about this. Like, the, the how story structure happens is funny as fuck because where did we get that? We had to develop that based off of just our own reasoning and logic as to how a story should be told but that's not necessarily how we tell stories like when we tell stories we want to tell the 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 moments from it that like we care about right like that's what the point of it is like I, I am motivated to tell you a story about my day because this thing happened and then this thing happened and these things were like weird, right? Mm-hmm. But like we don't like think like oh there's the um, the the rising action there was the uh, you had to set the status quo first and then yeah. you had the uh, you, you rose to the the climax and this is the climax and then I'm gonna tell you this is the climax and then it's gonna go down we're gonna have we're gonna the resolve everything action. <laughs> and then here I'm gonna tell you how things get resolved. What stories do humans tell that get resolved? <laughs> like that's just not how like 
human like stories happen. Or human react. Yeah, like, human like that's, that's not even how life. That's yeah. not. That's just not life. Yeah, exactly. And it's like we had to. We just or how we perceive. Life we just fabricated this mm. this method that thought that was most logical to us about how to tell a story. But I feel like Tarantino's just like fuck that shit. Like exactly. He, he was he, just. There are so many scenes in Tarantino films where you're just kind of like, I don't know why this is happening. Exactly. But I fucking love it. Exactly. <laughs> and you're just like, okay, well. There will be silence for like 15 minutes in a Tarantino movie. <laughs> yeah, there will where be. Where you're like, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I get it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it, it's only scenes where words aren't y- necessary. You remember but. when we were watching Once Upon a Time, uh, like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, we kept being like, damn, is this movie almost over? Like, yeah, we were just like, like, damn, I thought that was like kind of the, the thing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> then the thing happens and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> You're and then like, the movie just ends, and you're just like... You're like, wait. Wait, and then you, like, if you go back and think about what he was portraying, and, like, just this... I have to feel like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was a different story for Tarantino because it was based on real historical events. Yeah. Uh, and it was unique because, like, you knew what the next events that followed were, and you're just... Or, like, that would ha- normally have happened. You're just yeah. like, wait, he, did he just rewrite, like, did the Manson murders? Did he that woman alive? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Have you seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? No. So that's just that completely out wild. there for you. Like, yeah, that's, no, that's just wild. Like, did he just smash her head with a beer bottle? He like, like he like meets the Manson family, but you don't really realize it's the Manson family until they go like, "Oh, hey, is Charlie here?" <laughs> and, and you're like, you're just "Wait like, a wait, second, who's Charlie? Charles and, Manson?" <laughs> and then they're like, "Oh no, you, you know how Charlie gets?" And we're just we're just like, <laughs> "We're like, how does Charlie get?" <laughs> <laughs> We're like, we know how Charlie gets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that was such an interesting. <laughs> you seen that video on Twitter where it's like, no matter how you feel about him, <laughs> Charles Manson's speaking straight facts here, and it's him like seventies, and he's like, and he's like actually trying to speak, and he's like, that man probably did a lot of psychedelics. And then every. Because the same thing happened with Ozzy Osbourne, a different yeah. video, <laughs> like the exact same caption, just with Ozzy Osbourne in the place. Yeah, that but is yeah. really your brain on psychedelics, though. Like, me and Kitten can attest to this. Like, you can't follow a conversation. Like, yeah. <laughs> you just can't do it. But yeah, Kill Bill Volume Two. That's Kill a solid Bill. film. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's kind of run through the rest of these. We've uh, uh, we're we're on the hour twenty. I mean, mark I feel here. like those are the big. Those were the first three that came to our mind. Those were the first three that we thought of. I mean, uh, and more recently, we had, uh, you know, Infinity War and Endgame. Infinity War and Endgame. We've already spoken to the Marvel movies well a lot and, and past episodes. Yeah. I don't feel like we really need to elaborate on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, those are brilliant. Uh, we also had uh, John Wick 2 up here. And uh, the only reason I threw that up there is because I watched it recently. Uh-huh. It's not, like, one of the best sequel movies of all time. It's fucking Keanu Reeves. It's one of the best sequel movies of all time. Well, it's it, fucking it's, Keanu Reeves. No, listen. I'm I'm not going to juxtapose you. I'm I'm completely agreeing. Okay, okay. okay. I'm complete. I'm not saying it's the best sequel of all time. You just have to understand that. Oh yeah, I do. Obviously, I understand that he's my guy. Okay. (laughs) 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 It's not one of the best sequel movies of all time. But like like I said, Keanu Reeves is in it. But it's like uh, in 200 years, we will look back on this time period, and this will. John Wick 2 will be an artifact that we look back on as godly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Keanu Reeves will be a deity. <laughs> <laughs> by this time, presumably, yes. Presumably. I'd assume so. I mean, judging by the way society's going, we oh, got yeah. a, we got a celebrity who's never done anything in politics as our president. It's only a matter of time before <laughs> in several hundred years... He We're going to be worshipping celebrities that exist You like know, now. they said Jesus would return to Earth and walk amongst us as a normal human. 
Keanu Reeves. <laughs> he looks, he, the resemblance is there. It's it's uncanny, really. It's, it's uncanny. That is a fact. <laughs> but yeah, John Wick 2. It's better than the he first one. He died for our sins. Keanu Reeves did. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, speaking of the John Wick franchise, I haven't seen the third one yet, but what I've heard about it is that they just keep progressing. Uh-huh. And like, the universe... Like, the canon it, of John Wick, yeah. there are so many possibilities. Like, there are spinoffs they could do that I would be wildly so interested in without movie, Keanu Reeves. Isn't this movie centered around him being, like, an assassin and trying to not be an assassin, but still ending up killing people in order to not be an assassin? Dude, it's fucking bonkers. I've used bonkers so many times. This so it, it's like, it's I've like, never used that word before in my life. Bonkers is amazing. <laughs> it's, it's a good one, though. It's, oh, yeah, I like it. I'm going to start using it. <laughs> it's, it's like, uh, if you will, um, shit. What was the thing I was thinking of? It was John uh, Wick getting in and out of the assassin. Jason game. Bourne. It and that that's a that's a subject on the Shea Serrano podcast okay. about John Wick is like what are the where does John Wick stand yeah. in place of all these solo badass assassin movies? So yeah. you had like the Transporter with Jason Statham, and you had not as good as Bourne, Bourne. You had the Bourne series yeah. with Matt Damon, and like. That movie set the bar for me for spy movies, like assassin movies. Like, and like Mission Impossible, like Mission the, Impossible these sorts of franchises. And like that's definitely what John Wick is heading towards. But it could be so much bigger, which yeah. is really fucking crazy. You just have to huh. watch the okay. movies to understand I, what I'm I, talking I, I got about. the plug on the movies. I just need to. Maybe I'll watch one tomorrow morning. I'm, I'm thinking of trying to get up early and just chill because I don't have anything to do until 3. Yeah, yeah, do that. It's one of the first days in a long time. Uh, we also have the Captain America sequels, Civil War, Winter Soldier both great great movies well i'm assuming at some point we'll do something where we dive into more marvel oh, movies yeah. we've we've talked about marvel we, as we got to do a marvel watch like we yeah we got to do oh, maybe we do that at some point it's just like shit. a individual like, movies like from marvel break plans have been oh, made fuck yeah okay uh one of the greatest christmas break movies to watch home alone 2 god could that movie be any better no it is the most this is the definition of slapstick but it's at its best and, like, what's funny is it takes these basic comedy tropes that have been used throughout all exactly. of time. Exactly. This, and honestly, I feel like it really elaborated on it, especially considering that this movie was made in the 90s. And, that, like, this form of... They, they are still remaking fucking Home Alone movies. Now, they're shitty, but they're still trying to replicate that sort of comedy that they had. And they will never do it because um, Macaulay Culkin was just... I don't know what it was about 13-year-old. Crackhead. He's a crackhead. <laughs> no, he's actually a reputable guy now. He owns this, um, like, blog or media company called, like, um, Rabbit Ears or some shit. He's, if you go to his Twitter, there's a there's a photo oh. of him with, like, Rabbit Ears or some shit. And he's, good like, CEO him. of Rabbit Ears or some shit. But, like, nice. He, he's, he's cleaned up. He's cleaned up. That's good. Wasn't um, Donald Trump in Home Alone 2? He yeah, was. He, he made was. he made a cameo. He stayed cameo. in Trump Hotel. That's, yeah, he that's stayed where in the, the Trump Hotel. Says. Yeah. Well, it wasn't called cool. the Trump Hotel yeah. in the movie, but it was the Trump Hotel. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it takes these like when I took a theater and theater class back in high school, there you go back to like these like plays from yeah. like the 17 and 1800s uh-huh. and like basic comedy at yeah. that point was mm-hmm. the shit that the kid does to the two dipshits mm-hmm. that try to break into his house like they they're just like haha hit him like, <laughs> he falls ah <laughs> like that's <laughs> that was comedy then. yeah exactly <laughs> like, and it's still hilarious it's still comedy it, no matter who you are if like you see someone who's being a dick mm-hmm. get 
hit in the face with a swinging paint can. Yeah, you know. You're going to laugh your ass That's awesome. And the fact that a 13-year-old kid just was like, you know what, fuck it, I'm not letting these robbers take my shit. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to fucking defend myself. and like Keep the change, you filthy animal. <laughs> like, just think about how fucking, like, do you know how brilliant you have to be as a kid to, like, fucking just conjure all of that? Be like, you know what? We got shit around. The, we don't have any weapons here, but we got shit that I can make into weapons. That's it, for sure. It did help that he saw the home invasion coming. Mm. Had he not, none of this happens. So once he, once he was faced with a, a, a problem, this, so I've been doing a lot of research into design thinking and furthermore into what critical thinking actually is. The one, and the one, even more research into Home Alone. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, you know, William Jewell really professes this idea that we are we are the critical thinking college yeah. and you know it's really a joke because everyone's like what the fuck like <laughs> we should be doing critical thinking regardless <laughs> <laughs> yo every college you critically don't think yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of how the process of education works <clears throat> but <clears throat> excuse me uh like his ability to be faced with the problem and be like all right here are the possible solutions and just be like all right so now we're gonna like uh, we, we've thought of the solutions, now we're going to prototype them. Now we're going to actually employ them and see how they work. And the shit worked perfect. And like, that's just like the kind of mind Macaulay Culkin had. And even his on-the-fly thinking was crazy impressive. Exactly. Like when a like when one of the uh, hotel managers came up to his room uh-huh. and he was like... Uh, in the shower? And like that in the shower, yeah. that was planned. But I'm talking about when he presses play on the movie. Oh, yeah. And it's like, get, like, get out of oh, here. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. You got 10 seconds <laughs> before I fill you with lead. One, two, yeah, ten. That was <laughs> like the funniest part of Home Alone, honestly. I just thought that was uh, so funny. I like, always wanted to watch that movie. I know, me too. It doesn't exist. Yeah, They were made out. for that movie. I found that out. I did not know that. I Yo, think that's really dope that they whoever, were just like, fuck it, throw that in there. Whoever was behind the original two Home Alone movies, like, they, they did some shit. They did some shit correctly. Correct. We also got a another Marvel movie, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Which Guardians of the Galaxy One was great, and then they just kind of were like, you know what? We're, they leveled we're, up. We're a Marvel movie, so we're gonna do some Marvel shit. God, and it's so beautiful visually. It is. It is. Like every time I watch it, I'm just like blown it's a, away. It's like, especially the end yeah. when they have like the funeral uh-huh. where they just like all the uh, I can't remember what they were called, but they all like fly over and all their. Yeah, like the colorful shit they're uh-huh. flying from the planes and stuff. And I really thought like the Guardian. I was like, how are they gonna win? Like, I was like, that's that's also the making of a good movie is exactly. when when something can convince you the protagonist has lost. Yeah, exactly. And that's what Marvel movies do best. Oh yeah, even they when they really fucking well. kill Thanos, you're like, like damn, like they still got beat. Like, yeah, like they Thor lost. can chop off his head all he wants. You lost half the world's population. Like they did. Like they gone. Dead and gone. But then they were like, you know what? Let's travel back in time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna shit. lie. I wasn't a big fan of that the first time I watched it. I was I was concerned when I went and saw it because I did not know that was gonna be a part Me of the either. movie. Nobody at all. did. That was their biggest secret. Yeah, I did, and I was concerned when they posed the idea. Me too. I was like, oh. So this is the direction we're taking with the biggest Marvel movie that has yeah, ever been exa- made. And it, it seems this is like a cultural phenomenon, and we're gonna go with a basic trope like time travel. Exactly. It seemed like it, it. It just seemed like too easy of a way out. Like it was like you wanted to know how they. I mean, honestly, when you think about it, everybody's dead. There's no way to really get them back. Other the only way was time traveling. <laughs> yeah. But, so you're like, okay. Yeah, and I mean, it was unexpected for sure. Yeah. I think it did, uh, like. I think it was more useful in setting up kind of... What's to come. Yeah. Like, because now we've got all the, like, multiverse and... Yeah. 
that, that's like probably that. what they wanted to really introduce with that. Yeah, because they ha- didn't have the multiverse before time travel, did they? Well, they did because uh, Ant Man and Stranger, oh. uh, Stranger Things, Doctor Strange. Well, that that and that's what they brought out. Like they had those supplementary movies, and yeah. then they like once it got to the Avengers, they were like, all right, so let's now take let's these really focus and on blow this them up. because that's what's crazy about like Ant Man. That uh-huh. seems like such a small part of the Marvel yeah. universe, but it's really integral to everything exactly. they did in Endgame. Exactly, because like they don't understand everything that happened. Mm-hmm. If not for Ant-Man being trapped in the, I can't remember what it was called. I'm going to call um, it the multiverse. The, uh, no, no, no. He was in the, uh, he like reduced down to the, uh, the, it was like the something dimension. like the. Oh, yeah. It was like he had just like reduced down so small that he went into the, um, god damn. I can't remember it? it either. But it it's a, a different dimension and he was, he was trapped inside of yeah. it. And he, it had been like five months or something uh-huh. for him instead of five years. Yeah. So he was, so he came back, his daughter's grown up, like. And they were like, whoa, how the fuck did that happen? Exactly. And so they figured out time traveling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Ant-Man was the reason. But, and that was a really, the, the way that... Ant-Man and the Wasp. Ant-Man and the Good Wasp. Good sequel. They, they, they did a really good job, I feel like, with, um, like, like you didn't even have to really watch Ant-Man and the Wasp to get immediately invested in Paul Rudd's story when it came to Endgame. Oh, yeah. Like, when it came to Endgame, he pops out and, like, he's just a man from five years ago, technically, who's just like, wait, we've, like, everybody's dead? What the fuck? And then he finds his name amongst exactly. the people who are dead? Like, can you imagine? Can, like, this shit would be wild. Like, wild. Because he didn't even know this shit happened. Exactly. He just came back. He was like, so half the world's gone. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, guys, I have the fix. And they're all like, He's Ant like, man. time travel. <laughs> they're like, okay, guy. Okay, guy. You're just you're just a dude who can train. And then fucking Tony Stark. Oh god. Moment of silence. Thank you. Tony fucking Stark. Tony though. fucking like, Stark. Like he's just like he's the dude. Like honestly, I feel like that's Iron the Man true two and sign three of intelligence. Were both great. Is like because like he he's there like time traveling. He's like, no, this is a terrible idea. But like you know inside he's in, he's, he's like he's like conflicted. you know what? I could definitely do this. He's like, <laughs> I mean, it's not a good idea foundationally. But he's like, well, fuck, like half the Earth died and it's my fault. What's awesome too is they did not give a shit about explaining the way he figured out exactly. time travel. He just, they portrayed it as him lucking into it, yeah, which well, is fucking brilliant. I don't even think they did. I think they just kind of played on like what Tony Stark does, which is he he sees a problem, he goes, ah, nah. And then like like maybe like a couple days later, he's like, you know, in my spare time, I figured it out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it, I loved that scene in the movie too because he was like, uh, re- reconfigure this, move this, and... Uh-huh. Uh, See see what it does, and then like he just sits back for a couple seconds. And he goes, "This will be successful," and he's like, "Holy fucking shit!" <laughs> <laughs> he, was like, he was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. <laughs> he figured, like, out, figured time out time travel. travel, and he just goes sits down next to uh, Pepper, and he's just like, "So I cracked it." <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "So uh, I'm gonna travel back in time." <laughs> Believe it or not. Believe it or not. <sighs> what a great, what a oh, great movie. God, Robert Downey Jr. Just no like, better person to I play feel Tony like Stark. Endgame no. is a really weird movie because I feel like it couldn't fail. Oh, like it was. No matter what happened there, it was going to be viewed. Judging by how Marvel movies have progressed, mm-hmm. like there was no way it wasn't going to be yeah, good. They already had so much. I feel like emotional investment from us by building the the Marvel universe over the past ten years. That like with this being the end of an era, like everyone was going to feel some sort of emotional attachment to that movie and be like, if you were truly invested in the characters, like mm-hmm. you're, you're going to watch it and be like. Damn, we're never gonna see this again. Like, yo, I watched that movie. I cried for three hours. <laughs> <laughs> it's sad. I remember. I was, I was devastated. I definitely, I definitely teared up. I remember watching it around the end, like after Tony died. And I'm like, 
yo, like, these Marvel movies are never going to be the same. Yeah, like, and... And I never even contemplated that. Like, I just assumed, like, they'd always They'd keep, always but, be like, around. that's not practical. That's like, not practical at all. You, like, and I, I knew it had to come to an end. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't expect it so early. I, but I mean, it, it wasn't early. Years. It, it, it was 10, ten years. It, it didn't ten. feel like it, though. Like... It flew by. It did. It did. But, like, it also didn't flew by. It, it, no, it, <laughs> it didn't flew by. It, it feels like 10 years. It's like, damn, I've been alive 10 years. Like, I... This has been a huge part of my oh, life yeah. for a very long time. Every time long the Marvel time. movie came out, you were like, well, I gotta go see it at some point. Exactly. And, like, it... I didn't... It didn't really hit mm-hmm. me until Endgame ended, and I yeah. was like... Holy shit. I just watched my childhood my, end. Yes, that I just was my wa- first thought. My innocence is gone. I was like, 2008, gone. I was seven years old. Like, Bro, what the fuck? That's crazy. Like, the majority of my life, uh-huh. these movies have been being made. Yeah, exactly. And they've been carrying and on And I've watched it every year. Yeah, and, and, and it's been out. building to this. Like, every from the very first Avengers movie, they were building to this. So you straight up have to label... Avengers Endgame as the greatest sequel movie of all time. It's the ultimate sequel yeah, movie. It, it was 10 years and of I can't think 27 of, movies. I, it was 27 movies up to that one. Yeah, I can't think of one story that contains that many movies and explores so many different aspects of one universe and then just brings it all, like synthesizes all of it and it's just like, this is the point. Fuck. It's crazy. It's brilliant. I think we could wrap up there. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. This has been a fun episode. Okay. This was a good one. It was our longest one in a while. How long we, is it? This is a, it's over an hour and a half at this point. Okay. Yeah, we have, uh, we've gone a little shorter for the last few. I like that, though. I like, I think I like, I like the condensed episode Hour to an hour well. and a half is probably the sweetest one. Yeah, yeah. But uh, this has been um, episode 19 of the Penny Bloom Podcast. Yeah. It's uh, Koro, Tab, joined by new friend Kenton. Yeah. Shout out to you, man. You, you really progressed that philosophy conversation. Oh, yeah. Like there were times where that definitely would have died, and you just kept going, and I was like, I was like, thank God, thank God. <laughs> I was like, thank God, because I was not gonna say. <laughs> but yeah, I, good episode, guys. We did yeah, good here. We did good. We'll have to have Kenton on some more. I yeah, liked it. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, peace, love, and bloom. Shout out to uh, Keanu Reeves. Shout out Keanu Reeves. Or God. Yeah. If you will. Uh, yeah. Bye. <laughs>